Cape Talk. A world view from London with Adam Gilchrist. It's 16 minutes to 8 o'clock. Adam Gilchrist and the world view. Gosh, it's more than two weeks. 17 days and free at last. There's finally a happy ending for India's trapped tunnel workers. Yes, we were talking about this after 24 hours and going race against time. Let's hope they get there, etc. Now, pile those 24 hours on, as you say, 17 days it was before they finally got them out. I don't know if there was ever a feeling that they were somehow doomed in there or that it actually was a race against time because quite quickly they had established putting a pipe into where these guys were trapped with the collapsed tunnel and through the pipe they could feed oxygen and food and medicine if needed and water so they always were supplied i wouldn't say well supplied but they were always supplied and unable to exist albeit in this cavern within the tunnel ultimately the rescuers had to get through 60 meters of rubble and not just rock but sometimes soil but also in particular metal and in fact they had this enormous great big drill that broke down last friday uh, so uh, several days ago. And then as a result, they used the so-called rat hole diggers, these guys with handheld drills to move in, uh, about 20 of them, so that they could go by hand through the bits of metal that had uh, scuppered the big drill and so forth. They've got the guys. That's the point. Ultimately, they were able to get a big enough pipeline in that the guys can crawl out. I mean, of course, the tunnel still has to be worked on, but the, the seven, the, sorry, the, the, the guys who are inside, the 41 who are inside, are out and i like the fact that you know they've missed a lot of life in 17 days they are going to have their own diwali which is a good way to celebrate freedom of any kind um, it reminded me of um the story it was in 2010 about the the south american miners who were yeah who i think trapped underground for something like um three months more than three months look 17 days is not more than three months but i think any Anyone stuck for more than 24 hours is going to be distressed and, and traumatized. You know what? Stuck in a lift for 20 minutes <laughs> would, would yes. do it for me <laughs> uh, with no hardship whatsoever. Just the fact that you're in a lift and it's not going anywhere. So the idea of being in a dark tunnel with mm. nothing and, oh, my word, yes. Gosh, yes, it was the Chilean miners in 2010. Um, but losing our marbles is an Anglo-Greek row over the Elgin marble, some ancient Greek artifacts held in Britain. Yes, and uh, it, the, the trouble with this is it goes back to the very core of it, which is, of course, Britain used to uh, travel around the world uh, invading stuff and then nicking things and bringing them back. Except you can make an argument for the Elgin marbles, and I'm saying that, you know, up, up front, uh, Lord Elgin took these marbles off the Parthenon in Athens and brought them back to the UK, and they've been in the British Museum for 190 years. They're, in fact, enshrined in British law. Anything in the British Museum specifically is said to be British, and for two or more centuries that's been the case. It's it's a difficult one to argue with some things. With the Elgin marbles, though, they were on the Parthenon at a time when the Turks ruled Greece, the Ottoman Empire, and the Turks were kind of exiting from their, some of their empire and destroying stuff as they went. So you could absolutely argue that Lord Elgin saved the marbles. Well, that's the, the backstory to it. The Greek Prime Minister, Kyriakos Mitsotakis, raised the issue ahead of a meeting with the British Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak. And 
sort of said about wanting the marbles back. And Rishi Sunak said, well, you'd agreed that we weren't going to discuss this. This wasn't on the table. We have other things to discuss. Now we have the politics coming in with the Parthenon, coming in with the marbles. The I think they, they don't actually call them Elgin marbles, and probably quite right, they call them the Parthenon sculptures. Mm. It's a freezes that were on the Parthenon and sculptures as well. So who wasn't talking? Who is talking? They have cancelled a meeting with each other, or rather, that is to say that London cancelled the meeting with Athens, and the marbles are still there mm. uh, at the root of this. Uh, nicked goods, saved goods, British, Greek. I mean, they were on the Parthenon for over 2,000 years. But also interestingly, Greece doesn't want them back to put them back on the path, and then they want them back to put them in another museum. Mm. From maybe, Greek maybe marbles, from Greek marbles to Benin bronzes, I, I'm fully in support of the global movement to return stolen property, Adam Gilchrist. But let's go to <laughs> let's go to to. Um, I know you want your diamond. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the diamond as as well. Now that you mention it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Beware the Peruvian wolf spider. A nasty surprise for a ship passenger. Yes, Colin Blake and his wife were on a cruise and the cruise liner pulled in in Marseille in the south of France and they went for a nice meal and I think they actually stayed overnight in Marseille at one stage. Anyway, he back on board the ship after the 24 hours or so in Marseille and he noticed a swelling on his foot. Uh, his wife thought it might be down to the fact he had some new sandals and they were rubbing. It's a very wife explanation, that, isn't it? Yes, your new sandals, they're rubbing on your toe, dear. Uh, he got a bit worried about it. The thing kept sort of growing and expanding and began to turn purple, and purple's not a good colour for, uh, for a toe, I know that. Uh, he went to the ship's doctor who said, ah, I know what it is, it's a spider. In fact, the doctor was very quick to say, it's a Peruvian wolf spider, which apparently do make their way to Marseille through cargo ships and other things, and it's laid eggs in your foot. So apparently the doctor then cut into the swelling and little spidery eggs then fell out. Uh, there was no sign of a, a, a big spider, I have to say, at this stage. Uh, little eggs fell out. Everything was fine, he thought. Went back home. Uh, a couple of weeks later, thought, hang on a moment, what's going on with my toe again? It looks like it's weird. So he went to a doctor back in the UK and the doctor there then cut into his toe realizing that one of the spider eggs had hatched inside his toe and the spider was eating its way out. Oh. I know. And that thought, well, we're all in alien territory here, aren't we? Yeah. Um, it's a happy ending. His toe's okay. And at the end of it, he declined to take the dead body of the spider home with him. Adam Gilchrist, really appreciate your time. Chat to you tomorrow, just after 7.30. Adam Gilchrist there with the Worldview.